0: I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided to do it. Look, I don't mind you
1: going. I just wish you would have told me, that's all.
0: Dude, she needs a therapist. You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now.
2: And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you'll meet in June. Okay, guys.
0: That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Danny. Hello, this is Aaron Dow again, back with another episode of the Complicados podcast. I have three new students here, and what you just listened to was Midsummer by Ari Aster. Um, Starting on my left, you're gonna give your name.
3: My name is David.
2: My name is Daniel.
1: My name is Yasmin.
0: Yes, and they all had the pleasure to go see (laughs) this daytime horror movie. So I'm just gonna throw it up to the audience um what are your initial thoughts
3: well Well, to to start off like it killed my interest in becoming a um anthropologist because (laughs) that that, that was one of my my interest like coming to college but after seeing that movie it kind of killed that interest away now i'm not leaving l.a (laughs) i'm gonna stay right here (laughs) okay okay (laughs) well
2: my thoughts on the movie is that Well, it's pretty creative about it. I say creative because in the movie industry, it's all about like getting new stuff into the movies, into like, into a movie. And like in this movie, it's a horror movie, but in daytime, it's like something you never had seen before. Because all the time horror movies are night times and like scary monsters and all this, but now it's just a daytime something. So they're making it seem, because when they make horror movies, they, Make it for people so they could be scared of something like in the dark, but now they do it in the daytime, so like people could do be scared at the daytime too.
0: Also, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into, into that—the importance of it not being shined at night.
1: It took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say that. Um, exactly, it's terrifying. Oh, um, I wasn't expecting that to be um, during the day, like he was saying. Uh, like, what we're used to is just Yujin and I, and like all these, um, like just monsters, and it's just like real life. Like, you're, I don't know.
3: Well, it, well if you remember like, he has asked- he asked one of the guys and um, for the time and he said it was 9 p.m and it was still yes. day so so it was the midnight sun so it, over yes. there in sweden it stays like i guess uh, light of the day throughout the 24 hours it's, so that, that's why it, it was doing during the day it's interesting
1: the sun never sets it's like
0: well it does it just doesn't sit very long but
1: like
0: yeah, yeah the further north you go that happens and the opposite happens when you go down south you know and then of course it switches in the winter and summer so yeah like, even if you go to like seattle you it, The sun would be out at, like, 9 p.m., you know, in the summertime, or later than that sometimes, so, you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, though, if, if you were familiar with his work before this movie, the director. How was no. it? No. <laughs> okay, so no one saw Hereditary?
1: No.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. I, I just, I just, I searched him up, and I seen that he only did, like, probably two major films and, like, short films, like, only two. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: he doesn't. Okay. I think... This was the second.
0: Yeah, this is, I think, his second feature film. Another one was um, a 30-minute short film that he made. I remember hearing about that years ago when it first came out, because people were like, what is this? Uh, I never, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, The first movie I saw of his was Hereditary. And we talk about this idea of horror. How is this movie a horror, considering what we know horror is to, Mm -hmm. to be traditionally? Like When you think of horror, is this the type of movie that you think of when you think of a horror film?
3: Well, to me, it was the paganism, the symbolics and kind of witchcraft. So their ritual, you know, they they you only get to live until you're 72. And after that, they sacrifice their lives and give themselves away to the universe so that they could be reborn in quotations.
0: Yeah. So how does that fit into you guys's idea of what a horror film because when, when I say horror film, what movies pop into your mind when you think of a horror movie? What type of movies?
3: Freddy Cougar, Chucky. Mm.
0: Okay, what else, any, any other ones? Shows like Supernatural. Uh-huh. I haven't seen Supernatural, so.
2: <laughs> well, it just for me, like horror just identifies like killing, like just murder, like mm. like that.
0: Okay. Slashish,
3: maybe Scream? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Cause, so that's a, that's to sort of the point I'm driving to is that mostly when people think about horror films, they think of horror films as um, there's a bad guy, like a boogeyman, who's coming to get you, yeah. or there's a kind of you mentioned earlier, Daniel, like a monster, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the monster in, in in Midsummer?
1: The people. The people from the village.
0: Yeah, you know, and they're they're welcoming, they're nice. This. <laughs> They what
1: They, well, it seems like a paradise. It's like everybody's nice. Well, they seem all nice. Mhm. But in reality, they're like <laughs> they're scary. They're crazy. So everybody. <laughs> in my perspective.
0: Everybody liked the movie here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did you like the movie?
1: Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> sort of. Yeah.
0: Did you see it with anybody? Any friends or family? You see it all by yourselves.
3: I went by myself because it was already, like, around midnight when when I went. I kind of woke up, and I'm like, oh, I got to go, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get there.
0: You have to wake up because we were doing a podcast this morning, and so you had to go uh, last night to see it, you know. Or um, well, this afternoon, I guess, we're doing the podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, what were your expectations going into? Because then we watched the trailer in class. The, well, what what did you expect to get out of this film by like going and so when you before you saw it or your
3: expectations <clears throat> I was pretty much thinking about some movie like the exorcist like demonic possession and stuff like that so I was kind of thinking you know but in, in the end of the movie there's a scene where they're having sexual intercourse and then they're there's an old lady that's pushing, you know, so, and they started kind of moaning along with the with the female, and then I was thinking at first, like, whoa, that's scary right <laughs> here. you know, like, like <laughs> so, so, I, I was thinking, like, man, are they possessed or something, but then it's like a ritual that they're doing, so. I don't know. It just kind of creeped me out for a bit, but... Yeah, that was the weird part. <laughs> especially when she goes up to him and she starts laughing, like, smiling at him while and they're just, like, staring at each other in the eyes while they're... Oh, when she was, I think,
1: singing or...
2: Yeah, she's
3: singing.
1: Oh, so weird. Yeah,
2: because it's because, like,
3: the people, they
2: look like they're... Because they're not possessed or nothing. Like, they're just normal. They're just their, their
0: self. But it's just, like, it just... See, so that's... that's okay, you haven't seen Hereditary... Uh, his film hereditary one thing that i like about what astor does in the two films of his that i've seen is that he he reminds me in some respects like david lynch He's another filmmaker who does he doesn't make, must say horror films because his films can be conce- uh, perceived as being horrific um, but he builds his world and you're in it hereditary is about this family more specifically this mother this woman who is the descendant of the third king of hell and she doesn't know it her mother does her mother's part of this occult uh, that worship the third king of hell and trying to resurrect and find a suitable body host body for the third king of hell to then come back to earth you know and so <laughs> and so this is the type of movies that he's making and so the movie you don't you don't realize this like what's going on until maybe halfway through the movie when you could your first you think maybe she's just a little weird or something you start okay no this is This is her bloodline, you know. But a lot of filmmakers, once they establish this type of story, they'll like pull out and they'll and they will say, Oh, it was just a dream, or the bad guys don't win. But in his films, the bad guys win. Like the movie ends with bodies floating into a treehouse of hereditary, and the third king from hell is now back on Earth, and they're worshiping him. <laughs> you know, like, that's how, that's how it ends, you know? Like, theoretically, if, if, this, if some asshole wanted to come along and say, we can make this into uh, a series. You can have a series, and what happens afterwards once this uh, king from hell is back on Earth and all that? You know? But that's how the movie ends, you know? The movie ends like that. This film ends very similarly, right? Did you ever at some point think that they will be okay?
3: no no after seeing like what they were doing to their own selves like to their own people they smashing somebody with the hammer because he didn't die of oh, uh, jumping off the ledge. so yeah.
0: what would you have done if you were there and you saw that happen
3: leave immediately
2: well oh, at least try <laughs> i mean because i always thought during the movie i always thought like as soon as they got there like they can't go out because if they were trying to escape. They were like, there were a lot of them. They were trying to like catch them and like kill them. So well,
0: like. would they? Because they didn't seem like no. they were that they were that active that they would run them down. But they did establish how hard it was and difficult it was to get to where they were going. Like they, it was like a four-hour drive after they went to the airport, and they had to, like it was. It's not an easy place to go to, mm-hmm. you know. So for someone if you if you don't know the country,
3: no. and you don't yeah.
0: speak the language, how are you going to get out of there? You know, because two of them did try to try to leave, right? Yes. And what happened to them? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know what happened yeah. to them. They were part of the nine sacrifices. You yeah. know, they just never came back again. Uh, did you find this movie funny at any point? Funny. Well, the only the only part I laugh is when
2: they're when they're, they're having the the sexual thing. Like, I, it was just funny because it was just out of like, out of nowhere, like.
1: Really, yeah. I found that part so weird. I was, I couldn't laugh. I was, well, yeah,
3: everybody in the theater was yeah. laughing during that. Like part, he, so
2: really? like he said, I was laughing when when really? the little uh, when the lady came in from the back and he was oh, like, pushing know, yeah, like. But, like but yeah, that's why I was. Oh, I was, I was talking about that. that? Yeah, oh, okay. that part,
0: that position. <laughs> I was laughing through it the whole movie. that movie was hilarious. Where did you guys see it? I'm curious.
2: Oh, I seen it at the Long Beach Pike. Okay, I went to the Subway Galleria.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, it's Cerritos.
0: Okay, okay. And you were going to say something before I ask you, would you see it?
2: Uh, no, that, that you were saying that what was funny, Uh, the character, I forgot what his name, Uh, Martin? Mark? Mark?
0: Yeah, the boyfriend? No, the... No. Oh, the... The friend. The Swedish dude that brought him there? No, no the other one. The other one. The black dude? No, no the, the other, other one. one. The, the the one who the one that had uh, the one that was pissing on the yeah i forget the, tree. the character's name too because he,
2: he was up. like the funny one from the crew
1: yeah
0: oh yeah yeah well he was yeah he was like somewhat of a comic relief i just thought it was just you just clip it back yeah i just thought honestly i, I couldn't stop laughing the when the movie <laughs> like when a movie started you know uh because the movie starts with the murder-suicide yeah you know, like that's how you get to, to know this character what did you i saw what did you guys think about the beginning of the movie when he's talking to his friends about his girlfriend? What did you guys think about those opening scenes about their way their relationship was depicted
3: well they were pretty much gonna break up they were already at the end of their relationship to that's the way he was seeing it. The girl was pretty much trying to hold on to him but she was telling her friend like oh i think you're you know like making him feel so close to you you know like
1: i found it messed up because she was going through all this um emotions and like uh... she's grieving and he's over here like oh i, I want to break up with her and then his friends are like oh you've been wanting to get out of this relationship since forever you know and okay.
0: Well, they were doing that too before she realized that her parents were, were were murdered by her sister. You know, before all that, because what I found so intriguing about that is the way that the male friends were talking about her and their relationship. Uh, I, I, I did, maybe it's just me and my friends, but I was sitting back and thinking, man, this is a pretty accurate depiction on how like a group of guys can talk about somebody's girlfriend. Uh, in a way that's like, let's end this. And like the games that they were going through and playing, I was like, I, I thought that was funny too. You know, I thought it was that it was pretty accurate. I guess I'm, I'm the only one who's been in that situation. As a friend, I'm not saying as a as a boyfriend. Oh uh, yeah, podcast listeners. Um, and ritual came up. What do you guys think Ari Aster is saying in this film? What do you what do you what, what do you, what do you think the point of this movie is?
2: Just that there's different type of cultures around the world, that there's things that we don't, we can't imagine about like
0: cultures, what cultures do. What well, do you think this is a real culture?
3: I, I believe there are yes. crazy people like that in the world, but I mean, anthropologists, you know, they have this eccentric type of way that you have to look at people, that you cannot be judging them because of what they do, but you have to kind of put yourself in their, Position. That's that's kind of what the movie was, you know, like getting that you, you weren't supposed to judge them, because as as they were falling down of the of the of the edge right there, like um, they were screaming, but they still stayed right there. You know, like if it would have been me, I would have ran out. Even even if you know, like exactly. I had to leave them behind. You know, like but they they still stuck right there. They still were like they had that. Um,
1: After seeing all that, they still stayed. Yeah. Like, I found that interesting. I was like, why?
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: I think it's partly because is what he's arguing about culture and ritual and tradition. Because the, what he kept saying to keep his friends appeased was, you know, this is our culture, you know, this mm. is you know, this is the and they accepted it. You know. And I my sense in watching this, uh, as somebody who doesn't really, like, so there's this idea out there called uh, free thinking, free thought, sometimes it's been like co-opted by certain people, but traditionally, the idea is that you don't allow culture or tradition to dictate your actions, you know? An example. An example is um, in American culture, I'm trying to think, I don't, I'm trying to think, i can't think of a good example off the my head. But we all have cultural aspects uh, in our communities, and our countries, and our families that suggest we should do certain things and behave a certain way, even though we look at these things sometimes as being like this is silly. Like why are we doing? This? I'm doing this because of what, you know? But we do it unquestioned still, even if it's to our, if it's to our detriment, we still do it, right? And I see this film as questioning that. Like, why should they sit up here and accept that these people are living this type of culture? Like, why? Because they say that this is what they've been doing for 1,000 years or whatever? <clears throat> to what end? That's, so that's what I'm, when I'm watching this movie, that's what I'm getting out, out of what, he's, what, he, what this film is about. You know, he's questioning, to me, this idea of, of culture and tradition and ritual, because someone could have easily stopped and said, "Why?" But no one questioned it. The and anthropologists were trying to dig into it, but they never really stopped to ask why. You know, they just went along with it and and saw it as some kind of like quaint. I also think it's fascinating too that he chose Sweden. Mm-hmm. You know that he chose like white people, <laughs> like blonde people, blue-eyed people for the most part to do this in, because he could have taken this almost anywhere in the world. And you especially film American film has a tradition of using people who are not white for similar things like this you know where you go off and you're like stuck in the in the jungles with some native people and they have this custom and one' be like oh my god you know <laughs> but he kind of diff- diffuses that by going to Sweden you know with white people <laughs> and having this thing happened. Did, did anybody have any thoughts about
3: that? I kind of felt like it was a setup because one of the guys that, that he was studying with in the beginning, at the end he turns on him, you know, like he's part of that same ritual. He knows what's going on but he he keeps it quiet from, from the rest of, of his friends, you know, like um, and slowly one by one starts dying um, and I feel that it was just he he knew what they were gonna go to, and, and when, when he... Oh yeah,
0: no, he definitely knew. Yeah, like he planned it. He planned. He was planning this stuff for a while. Yeah, you know. And what 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 is one of the reasons why they suggest that he planned it this way?
3: Um, I feel that he told the girl, "Oh, now now that, I, now that you're going, I kind of feel like you know, like it's better that you, that you go with us. Like like I want to. It feels what what he told her like."
1: Hmm. I'm glad that you came yeah. along, or that part.
3: Yeah, but it was kind of um, like in a setup type of way, like. A,
1: oh, I'm especially glad that you came along, or something like that.
3: They kind of wanted her to be queen, right? Yes, like, well, like it, well, she, be, she became a yeah. queen, yeah, didn't she? she? But <laughs>
1: well,
3: the,
0: the the reason why I asked that is because they were like they needed nine sacrifices, and one other guy brought two of his friends, yes. right? Mm-hmm. He ended up bringing what four of his friends. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he actually planned on her coming because they—he mind you—I don't think he can foresee his friend telling his girlfriend they're trying to break up with to come along to the Swedish trip because I don't think he was going to until someone brought it up, you know, until he happened to bring it up. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he was trying to get bringing her along.
1: But I think that uh, he he mainly wanted her to go because uh, she basically didn't have any family left. Mm-hmm. And so she would like in his mind, she will fit right in because there will be like this whole village and is technically family. So she she would basically. Um,
0: yeah, I, I definitely think he was using her her trauma to his advantage Yes. to, 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 be, to, to try to manipulate her even further. Mm-hmm. And it worked. How do you how do you think she felt at the end of the movie? Well that smile
3: was pretty wicked because yeah. <laughs> she was smiling as she was seeing her boyfriend burn, you know, like and I feel like and I, I think I'm not sure, but she was given a choice to make, like she had two choices to do, like one was She decides, I think And where she decides he for or... her boyfriend to, 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 to burn.
0: So that dude was an asshole. Like he was he yeah. was objectively an asshole. You have something you say something?
2: No, but like you're talking about the boyfriend right now. I feel like he was just with her just to like just to like think, maybe for her to feel that she he was with her, like, through the bad moment she was going through. Like, she was just using her.
0: Has anybody here been wanting to break up with somebody and then it's like, oh, this is not a good time for them?
1: Yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know,
0: you know so, you can somewhat relate to what the boyfriend's going through, right? Yeah. You know, where it's like, okay, like, the dude's an asshole, period. Like, we, at the beginning of the movie, we don't necessarily. Know that he's an asshole, but as the movie progresses, like he's definitely an asshole. He
2: forgot yeah. about his birth her birthday. Yeah.
0: So yeah, he played it off pretty well, well if he didn't, yeah, he, you know, because like the, he he did, he was surprised about like that that the sun didn't go yeah. down like that and stuff like that. So he might have actually not kind of not, forget, Yeah.
2: Let like, forget the time that. Yeah,
0: like that's the traveling. Yeah. It, it, it can happen, you know. But the other things he was doing, you know, uh, looking at other women when she's like obviously right there. Uh, and she doesn't like that. That's not the agreement they have in their relationship. Obviously, the way he treats his friend, who has been writing about these midsummer festivals, you know, and then he decides to just write about this one, you know, like he's 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 not a very he's 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 a guy who doesn't think he's an asshole, but he is an asshole kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, so I I can see her having like the little smirk because she she understands this at that at that point. Uh, is there anything else you guys have any, any more thoughts about this film?
3: I, I kind of thought that it was, I don't know if you're familiar with The Wicker Man, with Nicolas Cage, but... I
0: haven't I, seen it, but I am familiar with it.
3: Yeah, what's it called? Well, it, it, it had pretty much the same plot. He, he also went to another village where people were portraying to be as good, and then at the end they sacrificed him as well, you know, so... Mm. And it had the same type of ending, like... Mm.
0: Was it as weird as this one?
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Working Man was, was 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 as weird as this.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I thought, I'm telling you, I was laughing the whole time I was in a the movie theater. I thought the movie was hilarious. <laughs> you know, I could not stop laughing, and I was in the theater where some other people were just cracking up too. I was like, he has to know that this is funny, because the way he, he positioned it was just, and we just dying up laughing the entire time. You know, and that's something else I enjoyed about it. Uh, because uh, what are what are some of your favorite horror films? I'm curious.
2: Jeepers Creepers.
0: Jeepers Creepers. I haven't seen Jeepers Creepers. What is what? Is there a monster in that one? Or is that?
2: Well, it's just about some, uh, I can't remember that much, but uh, there was a guy that he kills, then he puts, oh, just just like in the movie, he kills it and they put his mask, like they put, he takes out his yeah. face and um, soothes his face to his face. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to the movie too, like, when they kill um the boy i was telling him that he's funny mm-hmm. and the the guy that he got mad because he pissed on the the tree mm-hmm. he when he killed the other guy the other boy that he was looking to the taking pictures of the mm-hmm. of the book mm-hmm. he killed him he had the mask of, like he had the face of the mm-hmm. other guy
0: mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious okay this is funny to me <laughs> yeah uh, what, 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 what about you? What's your favorite horror films?
1: I don't have a favorite.
0: Do you like horror movies?
1: Um, I maybe like like Freddy Krueger and but not like favorite so.
3: I, I like horror films kind of like The Devil's Advocate. I don't know if you're familiar
0: mm-hmm. with that. Yeah
3: it was cool. it, It's uh, like I like movies where like the main character the protagonist doesn't exactly know that he's kind of part of a big plan until mm. later like in the movie Like so that's why you
0: like Yeah, because yeah, you know, exactly. she had no idea yeah. what she was getting
3: into and then when you find out that you're part of a big plan and then uh, you know that you're out there like it's either has to go with saving the world or you know mm. like it has mm. so those are the type of horror movies that I like
0: yeah because talk about like movies that don't feel like horror films that are uh one of my favorite people. people may you know, maybe considered maybe even the directors because it's a horror film but i think one of the most horrific horror, horrific films i've seen in the last like 10 12 years is there will be blood you seen that movie with paul thomas anderson no because that character in that is such and like a, a mean asshole like he is so evil he's just an evil dark spirited person but the movie is not like it's, a, it's considered a drama i believe but he is such an evil individual. The things that he does to people and how he manipulates people and the way the movie ends, too. It's like he's just not a, he's not a good person. Like he, he's a scary person to me. And I see Ari Aster making movies very much in that, in, that, in, that, in that vein where the horror isn't necessarily, like, what's happening on screen is horrific. Yeah, right, people dying and stuff, sure. But the horror is his bigger world that he creates around it. You know, uh, and I think mid midsummer is definitely an example of that, because it uh, makes you think twice about going to to Europe with your with your friends for a summer festival, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts? Well,
2: also going back to like one of my favorite horror movies is I like Quiet Place. I don't know if you've seen Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. I haven't I,
0: seen it, but I, I like
2: that anybody. one also because I like like new stuff, and that one also is like it's not a Common horror movie, cause it's, it's about um that some creature. Well, that one does has creatures, but you cannot see the creatures. You don't know about the creatures, and you had to remain silent, cause if you make a noise, like the creature will come and like they will get you, and like that also take place during the day, and that also relates to the movie of Midsummer.
0: Mm. Yeah, daytime horrors are not easy to pull off. You know, I can't I can't think of very very many. It's like this whole movie for the most part. It's two hours, two and a half hours almost. Yeah. And it was all daytime. You know, daytime in uh in mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, any any final thoughts before we uh close it up?
1: I found it interesting how at the end how she was smiling and it was and watching her selfish boyfriend like burn, it was in a way her breaking up with him after him doing what he did, and you know she—that's why she smiled, I believe, because instead of him, want, because in the beginning it showed he want like he wanted to break up with her, and she seemed that she cared about him, want to be with him. But at the end, like instead of him breaking up with her, is technically her breaking up with him.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I seen that. Cause you seen, say that she was smiling at the end, but I think that probably because she was high, like she was, she was <laughs> out <laughs> there tea, she was out tea, that's why.
0: She was high, uh, but she seemed to still be conscious of what was happening. Yeah, yeah. because at
1: first she, I think she was like, she had like a serious face, like a sad. Like she was like she knew what, what was going on, but then she was like, yeah, smile. <laughs> she's the
0: make queen now. Yeah, you know, she calls the shots.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You
0: know, she's on top finally. In a community that I don't even know what, all, what it all means to be a, a May Queen. Like, what, is, what does that entail? What happens after the festival? That's my question. It yeah. uh, doesn't matter for the movie, but I'm just curious, you know. Um, I also think the actors did a pretty good job in this, too. And I know I've seen some of those <coughs> actors in some other things. Uh, like, I wonder, one of them is in The, the Good Place, the TV show. You might have watched that on NBC. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> okay. Um, any any more closing thoughts?
2: Well, also when I when I watch movies, I get more into the, the directing part. Like I see more like the shots and everything. Cause one thing about I like about the movie that he had um, long scenes. Like the the long the, takes. the yeah long takes. Like the camera was just taking too long. Like if there like if there somebody would come out, like they would switch position of the camera. Like the camera would just move like. Mm-hmm. It's just something that just, for me, is like pretty cool. Like,
0: yeah, that's uh, that's the craft of directing because you do that with the <laughs> cinematographer. There's something that you have to talk about, even this uh, production designer, because you have to make sure that the set is big enough and you don't like show like the lights and stuff <laughs> off set. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that too. You know, I just you can tell by the movies that I show in class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, yeah. See more movies. I would like to do this podcast again before, but I don't know if we, I don't know if, if I can do it. If we can just be, before we smash uh, the end the session, should I say? But uh, thank you guys, and I hope you guys uh, see Midsummer again. I'm actually going to try to see it again because oh. I thought I thought it was so good. <laughs> I thought it was so dark and so hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing.
3: Yeah, I recommend him. Ari Aster is gonna be one of my favorite directors, I, I believe. For go, his future coming, in.
0: go see *Hereditary*. Go see *Hereditary*. If if you don't have a problem with like dark, demonic movies, go see *Hereditary*. *Hereditary* it, it's because again, as a as a director, he goes there. He just dives in. Yeah, you know? and some directors start to pull out because, but no, he. he this is this is the world that I've created. This is the world you're gonna live in. There is no world outside of this world. And that's a lot of directors don't don't do that, especially horror films. It's always like mm. a safe place. Mm. There is no safe place in his films. There's nowhere to mm. run. And that's the kind of thing that makes it so horrific. Like you are in it. Mm-hmm. Hereditary, this is who she is. It's in her blood. No matter what she does, she can't run from this. You know? So Okay. Well, thank you guys for coming out, and I'll see you in class tomorrow. Thank you.
1: Thank you.